Today, we're back with another interview with a member of the Idaho Horseman. He's a wide receiver. We've talked to him before, but now we're going to get to know him a little bit better, talking about his career, high school, college, what it was like playing in the junior college level, as well as moving up, and what we can expect to see from him for the rest of the season, as well as going into the following seasons and what his goals and aspirations are. You don't want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson, host of the show, creator of the show, founder of the show and the network. Um, it's four and a half years running right now. Excited to announce that we have surpassed 66,000 downloads, 91 different countries. We have gone global with this show, and it's thanks in large part to the listeners, you guys right now. Thank you so much for the support over the last four and a half years, all the guests that have been on the show, and of course, the sponsor of the podcast, that's 208 Printing, here out of the Treasure Valley of Idaho. Go to madeby208.com. Go get your swag done. If you guys need shirts, hats, any kind of printing needs done, vinyl, whatever it is, go to madeby208.com. Now, every single week, we bring on a new guest. And uh, for those who've been following my journey, if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, any of those platforms, you know that I've been um, working with the Idaho Horsemen and getting to kind of cover them from a different angle. Um bring a non-traditional media outlet over to the horsemen and it's been a really fun experience for me getting to know the players one of those players is our guest today he is the leading receiver right now currently in the season with the horsemen he's ryan stokes ryan thanks so much for joining the show man hey how you doing how everybody doing we're good man we're excited to have you brother so just so we can give people a little understanding of who you are um currently for the horsemen you got 14 catches, 271 yards, and six touchdowns is what I read on the website. Now, I kept telling everybody that this whole Hayden Wright to Ryan Stokes, right to Stokes, right to Stokes, that's the, the theme of the season so far in the first three games. Um, and I had talked to you a little bit of, about your you know first couple games when I was at the game, and you had mentioned something to me. You know, right. this is your first time playing indoor football. And I want to know real quick, before we, before we even get into the backstory of your football career, how are you enjoying the indoor game, man? Like, what's it like for you? It's different, you know. It, it, you can you can feel the atmosphere more. Like, you you don't got to check separating the fans. The fans right here up on you. They can talk to you. They can get to know you. You know, ask for autographs and all that during the game. And it's it's kind of fun that you know it's you able to that's able to happen. So I like it a lot. I ain't think I was really gonna like it because of the field. I'm like, man. It's not long enough, them type of things. I'm like, how am I going to get yards? You know, so it's coming together. It's, it's almost the same type of football, just in a shorter field. Yeah, for sure. I always wondered what someone like yourself, I mean, you're not small. You're 6'3", about 185 is what you're listed at. But, I mean, you're 6'3". Like, you're a tall dude, uh, long strides, and you're fast. So, I mean, you cover the field just within, like, a fraction of a couple seconds, you know, and it's it's kind of crazy. I wondered how it would be for you. But um, that's one thing you did tell me that you can't teach speed. So I want to ask you about that, Ryan. Earlier in your career, just let, let's let's flash back. Have you always been one of the faster guys on the field? And uh, 
How has that been? Because you told me that you specifically said you can't teach speed. Yeah, I, I, all my life, you know, I've been one of the faster guys. Got a little bit of a track background. Not too much, but I know how to run. I like to run. And if anybody knows me, they always, they know I'm ready to run whenever. So getting in trouble, my punishments couldn't be running. Because it's like, you know, if you if you tell me to go run, I'm going to run. Until you get tired, until I get tired, or whatever the case is, but it don't happen a lot. So it's just a blessing. God can talent. Faith and hard work, you know, being able to stay on top and keep running and keep pursuing the dream is, is always, you know. I, I dig that, man. Not a lot of people enjoy running, so that's a, yeah, that's a God-given blessing, I guess, for you. Um, let, let's talk about this, too. I, I want to know about the running thing. Did, did you play any sports? Like, Did you do track? Did you do anything else besides football when you were growing up? Yes, sir. I, you know, I'm a three-sport All-American, so football, basketball, track. That's what I did. Three-sport All-American. Yeah, the high level, too, so... Okay, let's talk about that. Now we have to we have to unbox these things. We can't just like right right run past that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, here's the deal: um, three sport all American. You're six foot three. Some would say, okay, like what what made you choose football? First off, I want to know like when did you make that decision to focus on football and go to your you know collegiate career in in football? Um, and you know what? Yeah, when did you make that decision? I guess you can you can hide your anger a little bit better on the football field than the court. <laughs> You know, you know, so I'm a very in tune player, so I get into the game a lot and it don't look as good on the football I mean on the basketball field than it would on the football field. You know, take so, your anger out of different ways. You don't strike me like see just being around you a little bit though on the on the sidelines, you don't strike me as a guy who gets like who's much of a angry guy. That's kinda interesting. I guess the competitive side probably comes out. Did you get a lot of technicals when you were in, in basketball or nah, anything? It, it ain't it ain't that type of it's just the look. Of it can be deceiving, you feel me? So, like, me getting on my teammates about running some plays, you know what I'm saying, something like that, you can't see it all on the field. So, that's just a high school thing. It's where it wasn't, like, it's not now. It's, I'm a changed person. That's why you get to see a different person. Goofy Ryan, you know, happy, I dig always it. smile. <laughs> I dig it. That is true, though. Like, you all, you're, you're smiling all the time when you're on the sideline. I think that's super, super cool. Speaks volumes of your character. Now, tell me about those other two sports, though. You competed at a very high level, like you said. Uh, you know, basketball and track, including football, going through high school and whatnot. What did those teach you? Do you, do you feel like it's impactful to be a multi-sport athlete when you're growing up? Do you think that they all intertwined in, in some form or fashion? Did they each teach you something different? Definitely. Uh, like, it made me – it teach you the same thing in a different way in all three sports. So – it's discipline. Discipline your, discipline your body to run, you know, at a long pace, at a fast time. 800, 400, stuff like that. It just teaches you how to intertwine with different workouts so you're always ready. So come football season, I'm still in a better shape than people coming in because I just got out of basketball. Then come basketball, come, come track season, I just got out of football. So I'm still in a better shape, not necessarily just with, say, track shape or something like that, but I'm in a better shape than a lot of people coming in that ain't ran indoor or ain't did no sport, and they're just coming in. I'm more on a ready-to-go thing, type type of ready-to-go. I love that. Sports. I dig that. Um, yeah, that's a conversation we've had quite a bit on this show from different athletes and just different sports figures in general is just talking about multi-sport athletes. Is it good? Is it not? 
Do you think it's beneficial then? Do you think that kids, like if you were to go back and tell, you know, give some advice to the younger kids, would you think it's beneficial? Would you advise them to, to either focus on one sport or, you know, at least dabble into other sports to learn, learn different things? I think everybody should run track because it just, it, it, it makes you, it gets you ready. So I wouldn't say necessarily, if you're a basketball guy, you're a basketball guy, you know, so do that. But everybody should at least try track because it, it, track can't do anything but help you and enhance your level of playing, speed and everything. You know, you, you chose to go the junior college route um, for football. And looking at your statistics in the junior college game, I saw you had 1,200 yards, 17 total touchdowns in the junior college route. So I want to know a couple of things. One, why you chose the junior college route. And two, what your overall opinion is of junior college because nowadays we have you know the quote-unquote last chance you kind of persona like everybody thinks that everything's like last chance you uh for junior college right. but when i talk to players i want to get the real in inside scoop of what it was like for them in the junior college level so tell us why you went to juco and what was your juco experience like uh, while you were there for those two years all right i went to i went to junior college obviously because i had the offers coming out of high school but poor decisions College and done. I wasn't per se done with it. So, junior college kept my dream alive. Been able to go back to school, graduate from junior college, go on, and keep continuing to play football. So, the I feel like the junior junior college is is good. I wouldn't say if you can go D one, don't go. I mean, don't not go D one to go junior college. But junior college is, I feel like almost a better way because you get to play. You know, so you plan two years and then you get to go to a D1 and also get a chance to play. So you already got a, a feel for college. So your, your first D1 game wouldn't necessarily be the hype for you that's scary. It'd be the more the hype of I'm ready to play. I want to get in the game. So I feel like junior college gets you ready for sure. And, and if you go and play on a high level, Juco, because there's levels to everything. So if you go play on a higher level, you make the game look different or easy. You go up there and have a good time at the D1 level. Totally. Now, I your your teammate Giovanni Sanders, when he was on the show with me a couple months back, he also played junior college football um, in California. And one of the things he told to me was, you know, junior college for him was Division One football at, at a fraction of the cost, mainly because of the coaching and, like you said, the experience that you can get. Now there are levels. Obviously, I've talked to some people that mm -hmm. played junior college football in California, and it was trash. Uh, it was worse than right. their high school, for that matter. But I want to know, like, I'm assuming you've probably heard of or watched Last Chance You. I mean, we've had Coach Jason Brown from Independence Community College on the show. I've interviewed him. I've had. You know, Davern Williams, who was with East Mississippi Community College. He was a defensive line coach. He was on Last Chance U as well. I've had a couple of those guys on the show to talk about their experiences there. But, you know, I, I want to know, did you guys have dorms? Did you guys have, like, a, a, a full-on experience? Or was it a little bit different than what you might see in uh, the Last Chance U series? It, it's not a little bit. It's a lot. Bit. In, in California-wide, in California-wise, it's... You know, it's it's almost what you would call a struggle that you don't want to go through. This has to be something you want to do. You can't just you not coming to California without dorms. You know, for JUCO, having to find your own place. And some some schools, you know, they do the I get an apartment for them, but in a way, they gonna have to still pay some of their money or a lot of their money to be able to a little bit afford it because it's too expensive out here. So when 
you out here got this this has to be I love football, I wanna play football and this what I wanna do because you don't get the meal plans and uh you gotta go and buy your own food, you gotta get jobs, you gotta work, you gotta pay rent, you gotta pay bills. So it's a lot more growing up coming to California that you have to do than just having a dorm room and it come out your 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 financial aid and stuff like that. Rent probably a hell your financial aid check probably help for one month rent. Right. So you gotta go get a job, you know. So guess guess the teachers here grow up pretty quickly, um, if you go that route, right? Um you know, going out of junior college for you, you go over to, you know, Texas A and M Commonwealth and you played in twenty four games. I mean, you had thirteen hundred yards. I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're just consistently a good receiver. That's what it. That's what it turns out to be. Because over twelve hundred yards in junior college looks like over thirteen hundred yards in your next step of college football. So, like, I want to know about that experience, right? Texas A&M Commonwealth. Why did you choose that school, and what was that experience like for you? You know, it might not be, you know, the the Ohio States or the Alabamas but it is the next level of college football and it's football at a very high level. So I'm curious to hear your experience there. Um, you know, playing in 24 games in two years, 87 passes, 1300 plus yards. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my experience, Hey, it was great. Being able to be, I played for two different coaches, coach Carthel and, um, my favorite coach. I, I love this guy, man. Um, he taught me a lot. He kept me under his wing for some reason. I feel like uh, I feel like he tried to make me be one of his sons. He always had me over. So my first Father's Day out there, he brought me out there and um, cooked dinner for me and everything. Just made me feel like I was, you know, one of his. And it was just me and him. His family, he had just moved out here. His family was all the way out in somewhere in the middle of Texas, where they was from. So it was a good idea to bring me over. We wasn't doing too much or nothing, so it was good. And then the overall school experience, playing games there is always crazy. Almost packed out stadium every single time we play, no matter who we play. So the game experience was fun, smaller level, but the games made it feel like you was playing D1, you know, a lot of school support, a lot of community support. So it was a great overall experience. Everybody, everybody fairly nice. You don't really have too many problems so around there. Yeah, I liked it. I loved it, actually. I wouldn't go back to live and then like that in commerce. But <laughs> yeah, I loved, I loved the experience that we got. It was a different experience. For sure. Oh man, the, that phrase right there. I wouldn't go back. So here's why I, I tell people this all the time, Ryan. I'm like, you know, I served a mission for my church in Brazil. I lived in Brazil for two years back in 2008, 2010, when I was 19 till I was 21. And uh, everyone's like, how was that over there? I'm like, was it so cool? I'm like, yeah, it was, it was a good experience, man. I loved, you know, love the people down there. Never going to go back to live there or anything. Definitely. But <laughs> so it just reminded me of that. Like when you said it, totally get it. Like great experience. I learned a lot, loved it, but uh, definitely not going back. Um, here, here's my next question for you, man. You mentioned leaders in your life. You just mentioned your coach, a uh, good mentor. Um, talk about that. What, what are some of the things, maybe the top three things that I guess him or any other leader that you've had, other coaches that you've had, what are the top three things you have learned from them throughout your football journey, whether that's in high school, college, 
and now on the professional level. Tell us about that. Ooh, I had a few. I had a few like great people in my life. My dad, uh, like three of my coaches, Bishop, uh, Kendall, and Coach Griff, and Coach Corey. So, I'm a people that if I could, if I, if I could think of three things to tell you, it'd be still too many because the three things stem off that they they lead they lead me in a great way. I talk to them almost every other day, and that's all four of them. So, they give me cons- like constant like knowledge, what you should do, um, how to go about. So, it's a it's too many. The, the one of the things is though. Is is always the easiest one. Be yourself. Don't let nobody take you away from being yourself. Those Griffin words. Don't never let nobody take you from being yourself. Your your true self is better than what anybody can make you be. So don't do nothing. Don't be yourself. That's why I always be myself. I always smile, no matter who I'm around. Even if we're on the field, you're not gonna make me get out of character. How do you feel that's impacted you as not only an athlete, but as a human being, being yourself, smiling all the time? How do you think that's impacted you? I mean, in a great way, a lot of people like me. I get along with a lot of people, so it's easy for me to make friends. So I don't got a lot of enemies because people like I like his energy. When you're around him, he just glow, you know, and it makes you want to grow, glow. So somebody else smiling and having a good time, what's, what's the point of looking down for? I make other people have great days especially where i worked in the serving community so i made a lot of people they change around i that. dig that i dig that a lot man i love i love that be yourself super super cool now you're from i heard you talking to one of the players on the sideline from the opposing team you're talking about um i think it was actually a coach saying they were like i'm not from around here then uh, you know and and you go well neither am i i'm from the south or whatever you were saying something like that too so yeah. I, I, I'm always curious, Ryan, like for the, the players that are, you know, coming over to play for the horsemen, coming to Idaho, talk to me about the change. I want to, I want to know your honest thoughts. Like what, what's Idaho like for you? Cause it can't be necessarily the same as from where you're from. Look, I, I'm really from the Midwest. It's not the South. I'm, I'm there you from go, Midwest, Midwest, Missouri, but it's all good. It's the South. Uh, like, you know, we all talk the same a little bit. So <laughs> I'm from Missouri. And I just tell you, like, it's a lot of Hans and Huns going on. They're like, what you say? A lot of people don't understand what I be saying sometimes. So I be trying to, like, talk good, regular, and everything. But sometimes it just don't, it don't happen the way people want it to happen. They be like, what you say? Can you say that again? And I'm like, all right. So and they were, all the mountains and stuff like that is crazy. It's like the valley. I ain't never really been in no valley, so. And culture shock is just like a lot of different people out here. So. Different people in a, in a good way or a bad? Way? Okay, I was gonna say no, in, a, a in a good way, way. In a good way. In a good way. It's just different people, so I get to see a lot of stuff I probably never seen before. <laughs> like talk to people I never talked to before. What's up, so, buddy? Oh, we got we got family here. Talk about that. Okay, so I'm assuming is this is this a a child of yours? Um, yeah, that's my son right there. Peyton. So talk about how how has sports helped you as a dad, Ryan? Oh uh, man, the motivation is crazy. So it's just you gotta 
I, I feel like you gotta go up in a certain way because people are looking at you now. Then you got young ones of your own that that's looking at you. So the more I get that that look in their eyes and stuff like that, the more that that look and that motivation rising in me on the field. So it make it ten times worse what I want to really do to another team. Like I want to go crazy. And it's not just for me, but it's for the young ones, you know. So I feel like it helped me a lot because I I feel like I can do anything already. So it's just time to get it done, one of those type of things. Yeah, for sure. I, I was just reading a book today, actually, the, the day of this recording. And one of the things that the author was talking about is when you're dreaming and you have goals, try to bring, don't, don't do them for yourself, do them for other people and include other people in your goals. Right. And, and it made me think about like, you know, I'm a father of two, I got two little boys. And like when I play basketball in tournaments and stuff still to this day, um, and they're watching me, like, I, I want my goals to be like, I'm not just winning this for myself. I want to win this and be able to like hug my kid afterwards. Cause he's seeing me and I want him to be around the game of basketball. I still, I coach basketball. Like that's what I want. Is for them to see that. And so I, I understand too that when you were mentioning motivation, it's an extra motivation for a good reason. Um, being a father is a huge blessing. Uh, and it, and it does, it puts a little bit of responsibility on your shoulders. It puts, it puts things in a different light, a uh, different perspective on life for that matter, but it, it's in a good way because now you have an extra set of motivation and it's cool that, uh, your son's here. He gets to, he gets to see you, you know what I mean? He gets to be around it. He gets to be around the game and, and see what his yeah, dad is, is super, super good at. And, um, I want to get to know you outside of football too, for the fans that are out there and for anybody who's, you know, whether they're maybe another uh, professional organization, they're, they're listening in outside of football. What are your, your, your biggest hobbies and, and skill sets? What do you enjoy doing Ryan outside of football? <laughs> I like bowling. Mm. Uh, I'll probably be, be there by the bowling once or twice or three or four times since we've been out here. So they know I'm a, they know I'm a good bowler. I can swim. I like to go swimming in the summertime. Skate. I also skate. I own a pair of skates that's out there in Idaho. So yeah. Okay. A little, pair of my little hobbies. P- pair of skates. What kind of skates? What, what do you mean you're a skater? Eights. I'm a skater. Eights. I got the roller skates. Like, are we talking like four wheels on each side? Yeah, or are four, we talking inlines? Are we talking inline rollerblading? I can rollerblade, but I sk- like my little hobby is skating. I like to skate. Dude, I did that. But I that. can okay. rollerblade. I definitely can rollerblade. Okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Um when when you're when you're in Idaho, what are some of the things you've been doing? Like what where are some of the good places you've been that uh, have you had any food that you liked or didn't for that matter? Did you try anything out so far uh in your your month or two that you've been here? Definitely. Um the Idaho Pizza Place Oh, okay, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I don't really like PC either, so that's a big thing. And um, the Louisiana Soul Bayou, I liked it there too. And then everything else is pretty – I ain't had anything – oh, Yard House. We go to Yard House a lot. But Yard House is like not an Idaho thing. So, but Yard House, we go there. It's pretty oh, Shout out. Shout out to all those places. So, like, we just went. Idaho Pizza Company is my favorite. Like, pizza in Idaho, it's just it's super Definitely. super nice. Every one of them is pretty good. And then Yard House, yeah, it's not an Idaho thing, but over at the Village in Meridian, like that's where uh, my wife and I started going when we were dating, you know, six years ago. Yeah. And that's like kind of our little spot. So, like, shout out to both those places because those 
those are my gigs too. So I, I like yeah. that. So as the as the season continues on, I just kind of want to know, you know, as we we get to hear about, you know, the the speed of the game, we get to hear about the atmosphere. You talked about, you know, what what the indoor game's like for you, but what were your expectations, Ryan? Like coming into an indoor football league that's only been existing for one year, um, you know, what were your expectations and how do you see this season going? Are you having a lot of fun with it? Like how, how is it going? And uh, do you feel like it's beneficial for your game, not just to get filmed, but is it beneficial for you to work on your overall game? Um, I, I do feel like it's beneficial for me to work on my game. The speed of the game is what, what I came out here thinking. I'm like, man, you're too small. I came in at 197 or 198 and I'm like 192. So I'm like, man, you're too small. I'm like, and then the wall, you're going to get knocked into the wall a lot. So it took me to the third game to actually even get tackled. So like, <laughs> it was like, I don't know what to expect. So until the last game, I finally know what it is to get tackled. It don't hurt too bad. The wall ain't as bad as I thought. And I honestly thought it was like, I'm going to be too fast. I'm going to get to the other end. I always be banging out into the wall. So I, just, I was thinking a whole lot more aggression than what been, what's been happening. So I still like it though. It's still fun. I'm having, then the kids at the game is just crazy. It makes them, they get excited for it. So it makes me so excited just to be like, <laughs> I'm looking over there and they're getting excited to see me or Quan or Justin, Cal, Giovanni, all them guys work out. And of course, Mr. Right. So. Man, it's, it's so, <laughs> you, of course you didn't get hit into the wall though. Cause you're too fast for everybody right now at this <laughs> point, but um, that is going to probably be part of the game. I, I noticed one thing and not to make comparisons, but I have to like the last game Giovanni. So in game number three of this season, Giovanni throws his first pass. Obviously, you know, of course it's you who catches it. It's a bomb the other side of the field. And you caught it like one handed in traffic. Um, and it reminded me literally like your style of play reminds me of Randy Moss when I would watch Randy Moss when I was growing up and it's just super, you know, you're tall, you're lanky and you you're athletic and obviously your speed is the, the key factor here, but you can catch the 50, 50 balls, which no one can catch. So I'm just curious, did you grow up either watching Randy Moss or did you have any other players maybe that you, that you really liked their style because you were sort of, it was Torrey Hall and Randy Moss, my favorite two receivers. So going to watching them, I just I don't know. I never I, I won't say I have a style because I don't really I don't do juke moves. So I'm not really just like oh I'm I'm finna go out here and shake somebody out their shoes type of guy. But I'm just gonna run past you and blow by you and yeah, catch you the ball. It. 50, yeah, fifty fifty bars is mine. So it's almost like 100% because if you get one hand, I'm going to grab it with the other hand. So dude, just got to make adjustments. It's never quarterback fault. That's what I be trying to tell Mr. Wright. I love it, man. I, I love I love <laughs> the mentality. Torrey Holt and Randy Moss, That those are two receivers. to Those are good receivers to look up to and kind of, you know, emulate, Definitely. I guess. Those are solid, solid athletes. Um, here's the deal. I want to know, you know, obviously the goal is probably to win a championship for the horsemen. You want to you know, come in here and compete and, and do the best that you can. But what is your ultimate goal with the sport of football, Ryan? Do you, do you want to play at the next level? Or is there any career goals that you have outside of football? Maybe I, I just want to get to know you more as as either a player and, and a human yeah. being for that matter. Well, definitely. Um, I have a, a couple CFL looks. It's just when I let it open up, like what, what are we going to do with it? So this was just for 
like I'm gonna keep myself in shape type of thing and like get film and help coach Ren out. So and the love of the game, I don't feel like sitting down like a year and a half again. Like that, that first year was crazy. Like not being able to get on the field. So I'm like, when he when he had contacted me, I'm like I'm all in already. So it was kind of an easy thing. Like he didn't have to do too much work. I was already down. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure. And, I, and then that's oh, go ahead, go ahead. And outside of that, it's just trying to get a little business started, trucking wise, moving company or something like that. So that's the route I want to go. I dig that. That's awesome, man. And uh, that's the one thing about this pandemic is what people don't realize is how much impact it has. So, because like what a, what the what the general fan, like the, the I guess the not the crazies, but just like the general fan is out there. They're they think that all the football players are still you know having a great old time and they didn't have to lose much because the NFL's still going. And I had to let them know, like, no, there's a lot of football players and a lot of basketball players, a lot of athletes in general that were impacted by this. There's a lot of guys who wanted to make it like yourself, like maybe a CFL look or, or something or basketball players who were playing overseas for that matter, when the pandemic hit and they had to get sent home, they don't make a paycheck when that happens. There's a lot of players that didn't have that opportunity. So right now that things are starting to open up, I think it's a, it's huge. It's, it's a good opportunity to have these other, these other opportunities come up. It's good to get things open so that you can get back on the field. So you have those opportunities to get those other looks. And now I want your honest opinion here. A lot of people, who uh, watch sports like football and basketball, for some reason, they look down on other leagues, such as the CFL. They look down on the XFL. I had a couple guys from the XFL on my show. Indoor leagues, like the arena league, you know, indoor football, and any kind of indoor football league, for that matter. They look down on them, but I always tell them, like, nah, dude, I think it's football at a high level, and it's guys who want to get reps and potentially make it to another level. It's giving them opportunities because in basketball, you can just go overseas and make a hefty paycheck if you get in the right league. In football, right. it's a little different. You know, it, you have the NFL, it's a monopoly, and there's not a lot of opportunities in the United States. So when you get them, I always am a big fan of them because there's a lot of players like yourself that are highly talented. What's your overall thoughts, though, on those leagues in the sport of football, for that matter? Because football is very, very difficult to make it at the professional level, whereas in basketball, you have a lot more opportunity, and baseball, for that matter. Yeah, I'll tell you like this. We're going to go back. I come from St. Louis. So anywhere that I can get on and get, like, not necessarily just for the paycheck, but anywhere that I can go get paid, playing a sport I love, I'm going. I don't look down on any league, you know. So whether it's an NFL, CFL, XFL, if I get my shot on that level, I'm going to play, you know. So, And it's not necessarily just about the money. Yeah, I would love to get paid a lot of money. Yeah, I would love to play on Sundays. But until I get there, I'm, I'm being honest to myself about what's going down, like, I'm st- I still got my chance. I'm still able to perform at a high level. So with that being said, I'm not done. And I go to play anywhere. I dig that. I dig it a lot. If, if there's young athletes listening to this interview right now, Ryan, what would you tell them? The biggest piece of advice that you'd give them through sports. What, what has sports taught you? What's the biggest lesson or advice that you've given them about sports? If they're coming up and they want to make it, to just even compete at the next level, maybe that that might be making a varsity team for their school, or maybe that is making it to the collegiate level. Uh, what would be your biggest piece of advice or your biggest lesson through sports? Go to class, do y'all work. Don't miss no days of school, turn in all y'all homework, and it'll be easy for y'all. It'll definitely be easy. All you got to do is go to school. The want, 
might not be there, just go. It'll make your whole life easier. That'll keep your head solid too, because your grades will be good. So when grades coming out, it won't it won't be affecting you, so you won't be nervous. Cause you know you turned everything in. That's where a lot of people lose it at though. Not turning in work, not going to class or something like that. I done seen a lot of good ones lose it because of that. So that'd be my my biggest thing. I like that because it's not even advice from uh, an athletic standpoint. It's an academic standpoint. And it's not even really that deep into academics. It's just simply go to class, do the things that are required to make you eligible to actually play. Because like you said, I think that's so common in a lot of athletes, man. There's there's a lot of athletes out there that don't make it be simply because they're not eligible to showcase their skill set on the field, the court, the, whatever it is, because they didn't do what they, they were required to do. And quite honestly... All you got to do is turn in your work. So just show up. I always told people when I was at Boise State and I was, <laughs> just I was there, just show it up. Just show up to class. That's ten percent of your grade right there. They'll give you an attendance bonus for crying out loud. <laughs> so just show up to yeah. class and you might be able to get through. You know, it's oh the good times. All right. Yeah, so Ryan, sixty nine point three they give you. That's sixty nine point three they give you. They might want to give it bump it up because you get that little attendance grade. Your attendance grade good. <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> that's the difference between passing and not there you go yep. that's the difference between starting or not being able to dress down on on a friday night in, in high school so there you go Definitely. oh that's funny actually <laughs> so true <laughs> so rest of the season i want to know as we're wrapping up the interview ryan rest of the season uh what do we expect to see from ryan stokes and what can the fans from the horsemen who haven't met, been at the games yet which we're trying to get them out to the games the fans from the Horsemen and the whole league, for that matter. What what can we expect to see from you and the rest of the team uh, finishing off the season? Hey, look, we work hard every day. We believe in faith and hard work. So, and we believe in on game day we're gonna give you guys a show. So the people who missing it, you know, you're gonna miss a lot of points being put up. It might look easy, but we work hard for easy moments. So we just we like putting up points. We like working harder than the next team. So if you're not working. It ain't going to happen for you against the horsemen. So Ooh. exciting season. And I'm I'm going to give a show every every time I step on the field, every single time. And I believe so in my guys. So I know we're going to get it done. 2020. What is it, 2021? Yeah, 2021. That ring going to be on my finger. Y'all know it. Oh, I dig that, man, and I and I don't doubt it. Just for everybody out there who's listening, all the the fans who haven't made it out to a game yet, go check it out. Like they, I do have a lot of people say, "Oh, well, they're they're just tearing up the league." Well, it's because you put in the work. There's it's no different than the other Definitely. teams in the league. Like they have the same opportunities as anybody else does. You guys put in the work, you put in put in the time, and you go out there and you execute. Some teams aren't able to execute. That's just it. It depends. But you guys have the ability to execute, and it's been fun to watch. But uh, yeah, for everybody out there, make sure to go check out the games for the Horsemen. Follow Ryan and see his – He's seriously, he's leading the team in touchdowns three games into the season, and I don't expect it to stop. Uh, Ryan, I just want to say thanks so much for joining the show. I appreciate it, man, and uh, we look forward to seeing you the you rest know, of the year. Thank man. you for having me. Thank Absolutely, you for having me. Absolutely. For all those listening, make sure to tune into the show, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll get this out to more people as we continue to grow. 91 countries, let's get that to 100. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll talk to you next week. 
Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.